You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle. Or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. It is Friday, September 13th, so if you are superstitious, maybe you should stay home. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't really buy into that stuff, but CSU 24 hours away from taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks down in Fayetteville. That game will kick off at 2 p.m. Mountain Time and will be televised by the SEC Network. Always a little bit of a bummer when... The game is on one of those extended cable packages, but if you don't have it, I'm sure there are plenty of ways to stream it or, you know, maybe go to a local place and check it out. If you're in Denver, check out the Blake Street Tavern. I'm sure they'll have it on there as well as a bunch of other games. If you're in Fort Collins, you can always hit up a place like Crazy Carl's and watch the game. Uh, So there are options. There There are always options for dedicated Ram fans, but I'm really excited for this game. I'm I'm really excited to see how CSU fares against a quality opponent. I, I know Arkansas isn't exactly 
a powerhouse, and that's been well stated throughout the week, but still an SEC opponent, still a chance for CSU to show themselves after really a pretty dominant victory over Western Illinois. I know there there were some issues in that game, uh, way too many penalties, a couple of really not-so-smart ones on Trey McBride, but honestly, he's just playing hard. I, I can live with those penalties, honestly. They didn't really come back to kill CSU in the end, so kind of no harm, no foul, but you can't have those in closer games, obviously. Uh, so, uh, so, I mean, you just got to play a disciplined game. When you're when you're going down, or, I mean, when you're going anywhere against an elite opponent in a big-time environment like this, you just you can't kill yourself with mistakes. You know, that in mind, I, I published about a 1,300-word article today over on the site just talking about how CSU can ultimately win this game, what needs to happen for the Rams to come out victorious now. I don't want to give away the meat of that content, obviously, because that's for subscribers, and I I encourage you to subscribe if you haven't yet. We've gotten so much positive feedback from everybody that has. Um, I mean, the podcast is a lot of fun, but naturally, I'm a writer. That's where you're going to get my good stuff, honestly. But, you know, in that article, one of the things that I did talk about was that in in the Mike Bobo era, so going back to 2015 when he was hired, the Rams are 18-4 and when they rush for 200 yards. That's significant. Like, that's that's a pretty telling tale. That's going over four seasons now, so it's a pretty healthy sample size. And I think that honestly makes a lot of sense. The foundation of Mike Bobo's offense has always been a successful ground game, even when you look back to some of those teams at Georgia. I mean, he had so many talented running backs, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley. The list goes on and on. All of those teams, they, they were never really known for being, you know, elite passing offenses. I know Aaron Murray had a pretty successful career under Bobo. He he did benefit from having pretty stellar uh, set of skill players, but I guess what I'm saying is just throughout his career, Bobo's offenses have always been solid when he can run the ball. Even with Nick Stevens, as good as that passing offense was with Michael Gallup and all those guys, I mean, Dalen Dawkins had like 1,800 all-purpose yards in 2017. He was such a big factor, well over 1,000 yards on the ground. They're going to have to run the football this year if they want to be successful. You saw CSU really kind of put their foot in the feet, foot, however you want to say it, in the ground you know, in that second half against the the Leathernecks, which is just a terrible team name, by the way, last week. And they really just kind of ran out the clock. I know it wasn't the the sexiest offense in the world, but I liked that Bobo made it an emphasis to really just run the football because when they have to rely on the passing game, you know, it's not necessarily Bobo's strong suit in, in games where they've thrown, you know, more than 40 pass attempts, only two victories in Bobo's tenure, both of those, or excuse me, three victories, two of which came last year uh, in the Arkansas victory and the victory over New Mexico, both both well over 40 pass attempts in those games. But, you know, finding that balance and being able to to run the football, it's just really going to open up things for Colin Hill. One, it doesn't allow the defense to tee off on him and just come at you from the blitz, it's going to open the play action. You can do a lot of rollouts, hit your tight ends in the flat. You have a couple of really talented tight ends and Trey McBride and Cameron Butler. We've talked a lot about them. I think they are going to need to have good games, both as, as blockers in this game and as pass catchers. 
but really I'm looking for some of these skill guys to stand out, make some plays downfield. Dante Wright's been huge in these first two games. Maybe you have kind of a breakout game from Warren Jackson. He has 15 catches already, so not to say that he's he's struggled or anything like that, but I just think getting those guys the ball downfield is really going to open up things for Colin Hill. Once you do that, it's also going to open up your run game. So it just it works hand in hand. If you're going to win this game, you're going to have to run the football. Now, along with this CSU Arkansas game, there are a lot of really interesting matchups in the Mountain West. We're going to talk about a few of those uh, in just a moment, but we're just going to take a quick second to shout out our sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale, but for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer, and make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Welcome back to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As we talked about before the break, we are going to just go over the most relevant games in the Mountain West, certainly from CSU's perspective and just the interesting games in general. The first game of an, what's going to be, it's just going to be a busy Saturday full of action for the Mountain West, but the first game of the day that CSU fans are probably interested in, Air Force at CU, 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff. Kind of lame that it's such an early kick, honestly. I mean, it doesn't affect us. We won't be there, obviously. But, I mean, just an in-state game. Ideally, I think you would probably want this game at least at 2, if not like 5 p.m. So kind of an interesting decision. I'll be curious to see how many CU students actually turn out for this game, especially after you know, uh, an exciting victory over Nebraska from their perspective. Although, you know, there weren't a whole lot of Buffs fans in the stands to witness it. If if you watch that game, there were so many Nebraska fans at that game. Really, really remarkable the way their fans travel. Really impressive. Um, Maybe the most loyal, I don't want to say that, but one of the most loyal fan bases in college football. I don't feel like starting a, a big crap storm by declaring that, but this game, you know, I think CU on paper, probably probably a, a decent favorite. I think at one point it was like a four and a half point spread. A lot of Buffs fans kind of questioning that. But really, this is one of the deeper and more experienced Air Force teams that Troy Calhoun has had in a while. That triple option offense is really frustrating. I think it's going to give CU's defense some trouble. They, they struggle to tackle uh, the Rams running backs a little bit. A little bit of a better effort against Nebraska at least defensively, but that Air Force team, man, they're, they're going to move the ball. They're going to have long, frustrating drives, seven, eight minutes. How does Steven Montez, you know, respond to that? I think it'll be interesting. This is a game where if Air Force gets up like seven points, ten points, they really could be in a good position to win, particularly if they're able to contain 
CU's offense, but that's obviously going to be the biggest question mark. How can Air Force slow down CU? They've got speed all over the field, really running the ball well in these first two games. LaVisca Chanel, obviously a beast. Katie Nixon, a great receiver as well. But one of the things that interested me, we posted on the BSN Rams Twitter, we posted, you know, who would you rather win this game, Air Force or CU? Almost, you know, like 80% said Air Force. I think some of that has to do with just the sheer hatred for CU. I think another factor is maybe loyalty to the conference. That makes sense to me. I mean, if you're a Mountain West fan, root for the Mountain West school, especially when it's against the team you hate more than anyone, probably. So interesting that 80% of CSU fans root for Air Force even though, you know, CU winning that game, probably better for CSU, at least in the terms of standings. If CSU and and Air Force end up being right around the same record, you know, losing to the same team, that's good. You know, Air Force, if they get that win over CU, that's just another win to have in the standings. So interesting that so many people will be rooting for the Falcons. I I am looking forward to this game and I guess I'm glad it's at 11 just so I can watch a lot of it before the Arkansas game. But first interesting game of the day, Air Force at CU. I think the Buffs end up winning that one, but I expect it to be very competitive. Second interesting game of the day, New Mexico at number seven, Notre Dame. That game kicks off at 1230 Mountain Time. I mean, I don't really expect New Mexico to be competitive in this game at all. But I'll be curious to see which one of the uniforms they roll out against Notre Dame. Personally, I think the Lobos have a lot of really dope uniform combos, uh, basketball and football. I hope they were the the turquoise ones since they're going to be on national TV, but that'll be interesting to see. Also curious to see, you know, what Notre Dame does against them. Are they going to try and throw 60 on the board or does it end up being a competitive game? Do the Lobos rally around Bob Davey, who's had some health issues lately, and and at least, you know, make it a competitive game. I don't really see any reality where New Mexico wins this game, but I guess you should never say never. Another situation where prob- probably not a very winnable game, but UNLV plays at Northwestern at 1.30. The Rams are going to play UNLV in the state pride uniforms in a, in a, well, I guess it's still a while away, but another game where I'll be curious to see how the Rebels are able to perform they won week one over Southern Utah, but then got really just got punched in the face by Arkansas State at home, lost that game by double digits last week. So how can UNLV respond at Northwestern? Northwestern not particularly strong, but they're a decent enough program that they're probably going to handle UNLV fine. That's really going to put the Rebels in a tough position. I talked about a while ago how difficult of a schedule UNLV has to open up conference play. There's a, there's a real reality where Sanchez is basically done before that they even face CSU. So curious to see how UNLV responds. I think probably inching towards the end of the Tony Sanchez era in Las Vegas. CSU obviously kicks off at two. We've talked about that game a ton. Uh, at 6 p.m. or um, excuse me, got to go 5:30 p.m. versus Hawaii at number 23 Washington. Hawaii already has a pair of wins over Pac-12 teams. Beat Arizona week one then or zero week technically then came back in week two and beat uh oregon state so can hawaii go three and oh against the pac-12 this is going to be a lot tougher game hawaii's first road game of the season usually a different animal not to mention you know you're going against a pretty good team in washington at six 
San Diego State plays at New Mexico State. Um, the only reason this game is is particularly interesting is San Diego State's offense hasn't really been able to do much to start the season. They play at Utah State next week, um, Utah State on a bye this week. CSU obviously plays, or, or excuse me, I'm sorry, they play, yes, no, no, that, that was right, I got, I got all tongue-tied here. Um, San Diego State plays at New Mexico State this week. Interesting that that, that game's on the road, but um, also Rocky Long showing some pettiness because they don't want to spend money in Las Cruces because he's a UNM guy at heart. <laughs> but anyways, you know, San Diego State, they play against Utah State next week. CSU obviously plays Utah State after Toledo. So these three teams all going to play each other a lot. And then CSU plays San Diego State after traveling to Utah State. So the the Aztecs and Aggies will play each other next week. And then after that, CSU plays the Aggies. And then after that, CSU plays San Diego State. So these three teams really relevant to each other over the next couple of weeks. Utah State, one of the best offenses in the country last year. They've looked you know, just as explosive this year, but they haven't really played anyone yet, so curious how that one ends up playing out. San Diego State, they're still looking to find their offensive identity. They're going to a very winnable game in New Mexico State, but, you know, the crowd's going to be very against Rocky Long, so maybe it ends up being interesting. Overall, still a pretty big week for the Mountain West, not quite as exciting as some of those games they had in the previous weeks with all the massive P5 matchups, CSU-Arkansas, probably the biggest game for the conference this week Hawaii Washington is is up there as well but overall I'm really looking forward to it we will have content leading up to the CSU Arkansas game as well as after gonna do another post-game reaction podcast that seemed to be pretty popular definitely send me your reactions to the game throughout the game and we'll go over them you know throughout the podcast so appreciate everyone that's kept up with the content it's been a lot of fun shout out to everyone that's subscribed And uh, yeah, let's see how these Rams can handle Arkansas this weekend.